It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to this week's episode of the Sultans of Smoke Cigar Cast. As always, make sure you guys are getting over and checking out our sponsor. Cigar Noise Weekly. 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 Welcome to the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast, Drew, Mo. Yo. Moo Cow Ridge. Bring in the bull. Danny's uh, not joining us. <laughs> not this time. Everyone should message him and ask why. See if he remembers. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys doing? All right, man. You? Good. Sunny. 70. Dick. (laughs) Snowing up north with you guys, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice, too. Back to normal soon. I don't know what I'm talking about. Normal in here is snowing in March, so it is normal. Oh, what do we got tonight? Huh. What don't we got? Probably much of anything, honestly. <laughs> Content. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Entertainment. <laughs> got no good shit. Uh, uh, Mo, you wanted to talk about who's leading and who's following, who sets trends. N- no, well, yes, but no. <laughs> That that wasn't really what I, I I didn't want to identify certain necessarily companies per se, but more or less like trend trends in general, right? So like um, take Connecticut for example. You know, a few years ago, like when Patina first came on the scene, the big things in the industry were were big ring gauges heavy cigars and the new take of the next generation of Connecticut's were starting to come to the market, right? Yeah. Not your father's Connecticut's. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Okay. So out of pure luck, no skill or anything, I got lucky to be on the front end of that trend. Didn't necessarily start it, um, but was lucky enough to be kind of one of the first brands, boutique-wise especially, to to really kind of, right place, right time type of thing, right? To be on that trend. You guys kind of following where I'm going with this? Mm -hmm. Sure. All right. But if, if you, you know, Two years, like let's say last year, you're like, huh, we should really do a Connecticut that, like, you know, is different. You're better off just probably saving your money until that cycle kind of comes back around, if that, if that makes sense, right? So fast forward to now, I'm not seeing the massive love for big ring gauge cigars like I did when patina first started okay i'm not seeing the dark you know like the the dark heavy maduro big ring gauge it doesn't have to be maduro but just like 
whatever as much, right? Um, you're you're almost seeing an evolution in in the cigar consumer a little bit. But now, Cameroon wrapper seems to be like the Connecticut of whatever, right? And so, how many people are going to scramble to to go make a Cameroon, right? Which is a very hard tobacco to get, especially good quality, right? But my sure. point is, if you're not one of the, if you're either not starting the trend or one of the first people in on a trend, you're better off just just sitting it out or trying to find and be the first of whatever the next trend is going to be. You think and so? That, I mean, yes, your thoughts. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm asking. I made, a, I made a statement. Now, please feel free to provide feedback. Hmm. I don't Am know. Am I dropping off the Cal? audio? I can't hear you guys. Oh. I just thought you weren't talking. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't hear anything. <laughs> thought that would elicit some more of a response than that. Cal, go ahead. Well, did we... you hear anything oh, got, like, that I said? 30 now? seconds of silence. Uh, well, you were talking about how you got to hit the trend at the right time is what it sounded like. Pretty much. You either got to start it or be one of the first guys in it or just sit it out and try to think of something to start another trend with. But you have to plan pretty far in advance to do that, don't you? Right? Like, oh, there's a lot by of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say that I want to release some new kind of a cigar, right? Mm-hmm. If, and, and let's say I have some brilliant brilliant idea for it that nobody's ever thought of before and it's going to kill it in the market in order for somebody else to make that cigar assuming they only find out when i release it which is an assumption let's be fair about that uh they would need several months to catch up yeah but that's not a big that's not a big head start in the cigar world i mean that's that's like, like a production cycle yeah it's enough time that if somebody doesn't jump on something pretty darn quick, though, somebody else will have jumped on it, and you're going to miss your spot. Yeah, you have probably six months. And then some of the stuff might come right back around. Right. <laughs> like the 80s? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 80s never left, man. It should have. No, but I mean, you think about it, there's always like the cyclical nature of things going out of style, coming back in style, going, you know, and you don't have to like, my point is that you don't have to chase every single thing to be a part of it. Like, if you're not one of the first in something, man, it's okay to let it go (laughs) and just figure out, try to figure out what's next or, or or just go a different path altogether, right? Yeah. Yeah, just come up with whatever makes sense. Right. You know? My point is that, and this goes not just with cigars, but really anything, you have to have a lot of flexibility in in kind of how you do things, I feel like. You can't get so regimented because... 
dude, not the world's not going to throw you fastballs straight down the middle every day. You know what I mean? So just something I was thinking about because you, you kind of just see a piling on effect in a lot of different aspects where like somebody sees one person doing something, whatever, and then they all want to follow. And then it just becomes saturated. And then by the time you have a chance to jump in, you're out. Just it's like thought. every trend, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost exactly the same as our uh, our conversation about GameStop. Oh yeah, I mean, exact. It's exactly like that. You missed it. You missed it, bro. Just there'll be another. Maybe not like that, but there'll be another thing. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, have you guys seen this NFT shit? Like these non-fun, like these pieces of digital art that are selling for like sixty million dollars. I have not. I heard about it, but I don't know much about it. Yeah, like, I'm still not totally clear on what it is exactly, but... I mean, shit, it's wild, man. I, there's just a lot of weird shit going on, but... Regardless. Is this some big way to essentially, uh... Like... Launder money or, or move money around in a not I mean, super traceable way? Some people are saying that. I don't know. Whenever you start know. talking about expensive art, you know there's some <laughs> weird deception involved there because that's all art, all expensive art really is. <laughs> Money laundering schemes? It's <laughs> giant scams of one kind or another, right? So you buy a piece of art. You know, you, you and your, your wealthy friends decide you're going to make some artist famous. You buy a bunch of his art because you're the people that, that control these markets, right? You jack the prices up on this poor guy's art. He doesn't know a damn thing about it. Now you got a whole lot of value there. You can either donate it for giant tax write-offs for a huge amount compared to what you mm-hmm. spent on it, or sell it for a lot of money. I mean, the, the is there any way that 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 most of those pieces are worth what they're selling for? Some of them, yeah, I, I believe it. I'm cool with it. Right? They're they're incredible. Others, mm, big fucking scam. You mean blots on a thing and i'm even cool with it being art right i'm not gonna i'm not trying to diss the fact that it's cool art even if you think it's weird i'm okay with that it just doesn't explain why it's so expensive yeah 50 Mm. million dollars weird yeah (laughs) you can get get drew for 50 dollars yeah fucking weird right so once you start getting into that territory there's something going on there right Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh yeah that's a good point. You should create some art, Cal. Mm-hmm. And then find some people to jack the prices up for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to be discovered as the next great artist, right? Mm-hmm. You can sell tweets now, too. How do you sell a tweet? I'm not sure exactly how it works, but you can do it. Is it like sponsorship, or is it like like what... No, I don't understand like what, like a, what you're talking about. I, I don't know. It's something Twitter announced. Where like you could, I got to read more into it. But basically, yeah, like you could sell it. You could sell a tweet. Weird. That is weird. I hadn't heard that. Mm-hmm. Selling their tweets on the blockchain. Oh my god, blockchain is. It's a word. Better believe it. Yeah. But getting back to the trending, so like 
we're seeing, you know, some of that in this. So like the Connecticut a few years ago, now it's the Cameroon. Um, we were seeing really, really like interesting artistic stuff being done for bands and, and boxes and, and all of that. And, you know, I, I don't know. Does that trend continue? Do things simplify a little bit more? Um, does the how long does the Cameroon trend last? Right, that's a big availability type question. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like Broadleaf, really. Oh, yeah. even, probably even more rare, but I don't know. Just thoughts. It's legit. Drew, you do any CrossFit this week? <laughs> Absolutely not. Did you get any feedback on that on that fucking Oscar worthy rant? <laughs> I surprisingly I got nothing. So <laughs> Boy, e- you're really surprised. Either the people that do listen, all five of them, didn't listen yet. Because normally those guys will uh, message me. Mm-hmm. They're too busy crossfitting. Maybe they're all crossfitters and they're pissed. Yeah, you you found a way to alienate our 10 listeners. You're welcome. You like how I just overvalued that, Kyle? (laughs) Now we can sell the podcast and say we have 10 listeners. You just doubled what Drew said. That's right. All 20 of our listeners will have noticed that. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. I don't know, boys. Crazy world we're living in. We are... Almost done with the first quarter of the year. That's weird. Um, and so my question to you, gentlemen, is: uh, Are we? Is it the fifteenth month of twenty twenty, or is this feel like a different year? This is the one year anniversary of when at least we had to start staying at home for COVID. Mm-hmm. So this was this day a year ago. Mm-hmm. Came home from or didn't go to work. Worked from home, right? So I don't know. That that feels like the start of 2020 to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. There wasn't a there wasn't a time before that. So except when what Australia burned down and some other shit. Oh, yeah. 2020 oh, was yeah. fucking weird. <laughs> Think about all that stuff that really happened was. where we were like, man, this is a weird year. And then it just derailed hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say it's the, we're getting on to the end of 2020. Mm. Fair enough. Drewfus? Maybe I'm the odd one, which normally I am. <clears throat> but 2020 was a great year. Okay. Um, and I apologize for anybody that didn't have a great year, but I, I kept my job the entire year. Mm-hmm. Um, as a company, we had record sales for the year. Uh, I still actually went on two vacations. Um, we were in, uh, Salt Lake city when the pandemic hit. <laughs> so, uh, that was one of them. Um, I mean, all in all, it was a, it was a pretty damn good year. It didn't change. Mm-hmm much of what I did. Right. Uh, 
Very nice. So, I mean, obviously, I know there's people out there, maybe they're listening, maybe they're not, that got laid off or whatever, or, you know, somehow lost their job, maybe lost their house and stuff, too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, all in all, I'm healthy and have a job and a home and shit is good. That is good. Yeah, I think I think 2020, if you allowed it to be, was a definitely a good year for perspective building, right? No doubt about it. So, and I'm, I don't know if I've said this before, but I guess I'll admit it now. I was on the road until last week, last year, right? Like a year ago last week would have been the last time I was on the road. I had no idea about COVID. I had no idea that it was a thing. I I don't know, bro, like when you're when you're traveling and you're out there and you're doing that, you almost kind of lose a sense of anything else that's going on. A lot of times, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, you know, you're you're not watching the news every 5 minutes, you're not necessarily and when you do have a chance to catch up on something, you're typically wanting to read about something that you enjoy, which the news is not one of them uh, for me. Uh, I mean, at least not like whatever. Um, but yeah, man, I like completely missed it. And, and like I said, TPE, we thought looking back on it, I think a lot of people actually got some sort of COVID there. Like, Maybe not the COVID, but something like it, because so many people got sick. And this is all hindsight, but yeah, man, it was just... And the reason I bring this up is because TPE is in May this year, and as of right now, it is happening. I was able to confirm that. Um, we are seeing some some brands that are opting out, okay? Um, I know of three off the top of my head that are not going that I'm kind of surprised about, right? Um, and sure. I don't know I don't know if Drew Estate is public. That's known. Um, but the other two, I'm not sure if they've announced it, so I'm not going to say anything. But the point being that, like, you know, now you got a question to ask yourself. How back to normal are you ready to be? <laughs> right? So... I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see who shows up, how it goes, if retailers actually show up, and especially with PCA happening in July. Yeah, I feel like PCA got a better time slot for the recovery. Mm-hmm. We'll see. PCA could use a time slot for some recovery. Sure can. So with that said, would you guys go? If you were a retailer, what would you do? I mean, that's kind of... uh, (laughs) No. That's kind of tricky because... um, Well, currently it's still a tough decision because you don't know who's going to be there. Okay. So is it even worth it? Are people actually going to be there so that you can get access to shit? Are people coming out with new shit? Uh, you know, 
Are you are you gonna are they gonna do maybe more exclusive type stuff because other people aren't going? Is it worth it or not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just can't imagine it is. Let's yeah. say that if you own a shop, right? There's a couple of things that you need to be doing. One of them is making sure you get you know your product, obviously, but you're gonna get that product at the same deal without going almost certainly from almost everybody. Um, what are they going to do? Say you don't get the show special because you didn't go during a pandemic. Like what kind of a dick move is that? They're going to give you that. Yeah, they, and right. then, and they might anyway outside in a normal year. <laughs> right. And then you add to that. Let's say you're, you are completely comfortable opening things up. You got to be in that shop working it. So you get your customers buying yeah. shit. Like mm-hmm. there is no economic reason that I can think of that it makes any damn sense to go to that show, unless there's mm-hmm. something that I'm just completely unaware of. Uh, the the only thing that you you know the intangible reason of I just want to get the fuck out, and it's a reason, or it's an excuse, not a reason. I think a lot yeah, of, if you want to go have a party, I think a lot of people right. will do that. Yeah, and that's fine, but that's not a that's not a business decision at that point. That's right. just a party, right? And I, I don't, you know, if you want to do that, no judgment, nothing wrong with a good party, but it's, it's a business choice you're making to lose money. So okay, so so I'm wrestling. Like, what do I want to do? Like, um. And as of right now, I'm leaning towards going only because my stuff's going to be on display anyway with, with Sutliff. But I'm still torn, right? Like, what are the safety protocols? Um, I'm not somebody who believes COVID's over. Okay? I believe it's still a threat. Um, regardless of... Uh, with that said... I think if you're smart about it, you could you could stem the spread of it. But I, I'm not one of these people that thinks like, oh yeah, everything's just back to normal. I don't. Um, but your so. your business situation is a little different too, yeah, because you do want to be meeting people as part of that business and opening new right. accounts, which right. is I think different from the retailer at the moment. Right. But the reason I asked you guys was. I'm trying to think of like, because I'm asking myself, like, really, what's an incentive for a retailer to go, especially with PCA, just a couple months after, which more people will be vaccinated, more people will have had a chance to be normal operations. And I would have to guess that most retailers, if they were, I don't think many would go to both unless they're either retailers in Vegas or Arizona or California. But other than that, I, I can't see somebody from New York going to both shows, right? But yeah, I'm trying to huge. think. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think myself, like, who would go and why? You know? Yeah, I don't know. If you're a retailer, let us know what your plans are and why and what you think. Think other people are going to do because I'm curious. Mo would probably mm-hmm. like to know from a business perspective. 
but I, I'm just like, is there any money in it? Yeah, I don't know. Now, if if you're saying to yourself, I'm not going to be able to go to PCA, I could still go to TPE for whatever reason, then maybe that that's the reason, yeah. right? Um, but I, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm having a hard... Because, dude, yeah, it's great to be able to meet people, but if nobody goes, who am I meeting? You know what I mean? Or you go to meet the people that are the party people. <laughs> great. Which I wouldn't be to them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not their guy. So you're not the guy closing the bar down. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I don't know how guys do that, man. And then like wake up the next like even like when I was like in the corporate world, you these guys would go out, and, and when I say guys, I mean men and women. They would go out till. Dude, two, three in the morning, be at the client site by seven thirty, eight o'clock, and you would never have guessed. How do you, how do people do that? No idea. <laughs> Up until they're about thirty, and then it <laughs> then it hits you like a truck. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Uh, I never did that either. I figured, I don't know. The, the risk of a hangover is never worth it when you're doing work. Mm-hmm. God, it sucks. Just the the lack of sleep and all is brutal. I can't imagine. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, just a good long day is all, you know, all week is rough. I mean, we had our sales meeting uh, uh week before last and I didn't I had a beer or two when we went out and stuff or you know a drink or two but dude just the just the sitting in training and presentations and all that crap all day long and then just hanging out I mean going to dinner and just the long days was too much mm-hmm. we're yeah. getting old yeah. <laughs> but Kyle, these it wasn't just the young kids. Yeah, though. these these guys are the old ones doing this. Yeah, Jesus. like twenty-two year old kids, man. Yeah, you guys are fucking troopers, man. I mean, by and large, no sense. It's incredible. I don't know how they do it. Danny doesn't. Uh, Danny's kind of middle of the road. I don't think he stays out super late. Then again, he's not very productive, so. Oh. <laughs> no, nah, he's not going to listen to this, unfortunately. No, nah, he'll never hear that. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> All right, here's, I got a weird news story that I'm curious on your take on, Drew. Awesome. It's sort of a Judge Drew. All right. How so, do you sort of judge Drew? Well, it's a little bit weird. So we'll get to that. Here's the situation. There's a guy in Pennsylvania who was a treasurer at his church. All right. You can see where this is going already. So he had access to the church's money. And he was charged with theft uh, from 
four four years. He was the treasurer for twelve years, charged with theft for four years to the tune of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. What do you think he paid for with that one hundred and fifty thousand dollars? Is the first question. Not much. One hundred fifty thousand over four years. Where 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 is this located? Where did this happen? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. He but got... he spent it all on one particular. Thing. Oh, one thing. It's a lot for one thing. Did he get like a hooker? Close. Uh, he spent it all on pornographic websites. What? How do you spend that much money? Thousand. Yeah, I guess people still was... pay for that. That guy does. I guess so. How do you spend that much money? What are you? What are you doing? Uh. Apparently, they were donations made to individual people on the website. Oh, okay. So, like an OnlyFans style thing. Yeah, Different he, website, he, but he same was like idea. Tipping people or someone. Yeah, just the tips. Um, so, yeah, $150,000 across four years. And they noticed this when the utilities of the church were shut off because he wasn't paying bills. Nice. Uh, so I have two questions. The first is how do you judge that guy? Because that's I mean, certainly ballsy. The second is how do you judge the people that probably ought to have noticed before the time the church ran out of money? Mm. Well, <sighs> jeez. Clearly, this guy has a problem. <laughs> and he, really? he he could have spent that hundred and fifty thousand a lot better. Yeah, no kidding. Um, can you imagine like the old ladies in church putting money into the collection plate, and that guy's just like, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get that money. I mean, he he <laughs> he he actually could have got a really really good hooker for that. I mean, <laughs> go to Vegas and get you a good hooker for a fraction of that. He could have gotten several hundred and fifty thousand. Jeez. Yeah. Diverse, yeah, look, you gotta diversify. He, look, look, the, the terrible waste of his money, of their money. Terrible. That's stupid. And look, porn, what are, you, what are you paying for? You can get it all for free. That's dumb. It's dumb. He's a moron. Uh, dude, I don't blame the people, the other people. I mean, how would they, how would they notice? If he... I mean, he's the treasury. If he was, like, paying the bills and stuff, he's, like, the accountant. So, I mean, until shit gets shut off, you wouldn't really know, right? Okay. You so, think only one dude has access to the account? He probably did there. Yeah. Yeah, he could do it that way, especially if they trust him. Especially in a smaller organization. That's what I was yeah. thinking, a smaller little church. He was Ooh. probably the only one that messed with it. They're like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. He's been here for uh, – he was probably there six years before, I mean mm – -hmm. So they're like, yeah, he's great, great guy. He stays late and mops the floor sometimes, and I don't know. <laughs> he has to after he's doing <laughs> right. Yeah. They, that's yeah. the other thing I was gonna say is they need to fucking deep clean that church. Dude, there's no look at no matter what anybody tries to tell you, there's only a couple ways that you're ever gonna find out a fraud exists. One, the person doing it or somebody involved in it comes forward. Two, it gets too big for them to handle. Right, um, where they they just it just gets out of control and they can't hide it anymore. 
right? And three, really there is no three. It's basically somebody has to say something. Because when they go back and look at what people do, it's typically a post-mortem type thing. Somebody could tell you how they did it, but no one's going to really be able to tell while they're doing it if they're even halfway decent at what they're doing. It's very hard. And chances are in a church like that, he's the only guy looking at that stuff, man. There's not like a team of, you know, junior analysts going at it. No. Well, that was the coming of the Lord. Was that the name of the article? No, but it should have been. That seems appropriate. Where was this? Pennsylvania. (laughs) Yeah. Pennsylvania? It wasn't like Amish country, was it? I don't know. I mean, that would be particularly egregious. Hmm. A lot of weirdos that's out a lo- there. It's <laughs> a lot of porn. Dude, that's a whole lot of porn. It had to have been all OnlyFans type stuff, right? From the sounds of it? I'd assume. Something like I that. I don't know how you could spend it otherwise. I don't know how you spent that anyways. <laughs> Even on that, like, mm-hmm. dude. There are better things out there. How many dollars a day is that? 365 times 4. 1460. So he spent over $100 a day for four years on porn on average. Yeah, that's... Dude. (laughs) (laughs) How much is your OnlyFans net? Not that. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you guys Only on OnlyFans yet? Uh, am I on it? Yeah. Do you, do you have an account? No. <laughs> you make some money. Are you a performer? Maybe I should. I make a lot Drew of money with a sign. Yeah. No, nobody's gonna pay for that. What? Actually, hold it's on. A just second. the sign covering his junk. Wait, is OnlyFans only sexual stuff? I honestly don't know much about it. Could be it. whatever I'm not you want to it to pretend be. Pretend like I'm I'm fucking stupid, but I no, I mean like legit. No, it is could it? be whatever. Yeah, I think it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it could be whatever. It only I is see. sexual stuff, but it could be whatever. I see. So, Cow, you've been talking about this clubhouse thing, and I and I saw the TLE girls did something on Clubhouse, um, but I, but I'm not only seeing it on you know them, but I'm seeing it across other stuff too. So. This clubhouse stuff, what is it exactly? Because I'm still confused as to what it is. Yeah, so it's a social media app. Okay, so you put it on your phone. It's iPhone only, so uh, backward Android users can't be part of the club. Right. Uh, The idea is it's different audio rooms. Okay. You join the room, and you may be allowed to speak or not, depending on the moderator, if they've decided you can sort of join in. So the idea is that uh, people will either share information, right? They get a room and they get a lot of people in there and they share Mm -hmm. the stuff that they're good at or useful at or whatever. So there's Mm -hmm. like a million social media marketing people trying to tell you 
how to become a social media marketer by also marketing themselves. Sure. Um, so you got that kind of, of room. You've got rooms where people go in and just hang out and they'll mm -hmm. just chat with each other, which I think are the more fun kinds of things. You just, you know, hang right. out and shoot the shit. Um, and I don't know, you have anything in between. Um, there's not a ton of cigar people on there yet. Um, it's slowly ramping up. There's a lot of people in other industries. Mm -hmm. And that's almost exclusively where Clubhouse lives is, is other industries, uh, especially industries where there are people who are influencers or who are paid for their opinions because they get a giant group of people that'll listen to what they have to say at Clubhouse. Hmm. You, so you, it doesn't like... it doesn't record or anything. You show up or you don't. Hmm. So, so it's kind of like a Discord meets AOL chat rooms from back in the day, except you talk. Sort of. Yeah, it's got better moderation than that stuff ever did, because sure. that was, man, that was some weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> ASL? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Better believe it. So that's what it is. Um, I don't know where it's going or anything like that. It sort of picked up a lot of steam here recently. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. If you want an invite, I get invites. It is absolutely fucking incredible to me that people still pay for influencers. They are minimal impact versus what some of these companies pay them. It depends who you get. I agree mostly. I think there are yeah. some that are real influencers. Sure. Yeah, there is. If the influencer comes cheap, they're not really an influencer. They're using you for free shit. There, there is something to that. Right? Yeah, I mean, no doubt. <laughs> you know, if, you, if you say, hey, dude, will you uh, post some cigars I've, you've never smoked that I'll send you for free, right? I'll send you a five-pack of my cigars if you make a right. post about them. Mm -hmm. Like... I'm not an influencer. I'm a cheap hoe. Yeah. Because if you're really driving people, you should be able to say to that company, the last time I did a cigar, and if you're serious about making it as somebody that does this, you better be able to quantify your, your ability to influence. At least yeah, in I my mean, opinion. You're basically a social media marketer at that point for a niche. Right. That's what you are. And if you're not that, you're probably not an influencer. Right. Okay, cool. You have a lot of followers. A lot of people comment. Awesome. But how many of the people are, are actually going and buying what you're posting as a result of you posting it? My favorite thing that I've seen is, is uh, these conversations that people post on the internet about... Mm -hmm conversations they have with influencers mm -hmm. right and my favorite response that they ever give is okay here's the deal right you're an influencer you're contacting my business mm -hmm. what i'll do is you make a purchase cool if you, and i'll give you a coupon code if you get 10 other people to make that same purchase i will refund your money and refund your shipping it's free 
Okay. And nobody takes them up on it because everybody knows that they're not going to sell 10 of that, whatever that is. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> right. So what the fuck's the point? I, dude, I'm with you. I'm with you. This has been my TED Talk. Oh, cow. It's out of control. <laughs> Drew, did you hire that kid or, or threaten him to lose his job if he doesn't make your signs for you? Uh, what? Or collect the cardboard for you? <laughs> oh. You said you were going to put an intern on there. I forgot, I forgot about that. <laughs> we... We... I guess I can't really say anything on here. <laughs> no, right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe next week. <laughs> we have some, we might be making some changes. <laughs> Personnel yeah. related? Yeah. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Better get that cardboard quick. <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, I'm still good, <laughs> but the change won't be made to me. <laughs> Oh sure. No, it's... Uh, I'll I'll have someone else do it, but <laughs> we will have to talk about that because yeah, we'll have to talk about that. Maybe maybe yeah. Write it down, Cal. Remind me because <laughs> this person do something to deserve being relieved of their duties. Oh yes. But no, it, it's it's a great topic to just write it down. I won't forget. All right. R- write well, it why down. does he have to write it down if you won't forget? No, no, no. I mean, I won't forget the the details. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just just put it on the list. I'm hoping by next week I can say something. <laughs> it is the list. That's yeah, the one. Li- oh. Put it on the list. What do you mean? <laughs> okay. But, Make a list <laughs> with <laughs> with that on it. Does he like CrossFit? No, this one does not. Oh, I thought that would have been it. No. Fireable offense. No, <laughs> that, yeah, we only have one of those. <laughs> one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that anymore? One of those? I, pff, I yeah. just did. I don't know. It depends what you're saying it about. Yeah. yeah. Crossfitters? Yeah, go ahead. One Nobody of those cares. Crossfitters. No, no, he cares. They're, they're people too. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's debatable. Yeah. There's a difference uh, when you like actually make a choice to do something versus this is who you actually are, right? That those are different categories of things. Oh, and, and yes. To me, I've always had a, I've always had a uh, line in the sand, so to speak. If Anything you cannot make fun of anybody for something they cannot control. Like that's my like I don't I don't do that. If that makes sense. Someone's like short, tall, like whatever. Ooh. You know. We uh, we make fun of our short guy all the time. Yeah, man, that's a no no. Yeah. Karma karma's a motherfucker, bro. He might not understand anyway, though. Those jokes go right over his head. <sighs> That's true. Oh, Lord. He has a brutal. I've, I've nicknamed him Frodo. <laughs> we actually, Does he do it, too, though? Some, some guys like oh, yeah, he's really funny about themselves. No. He, yes. He's, That's different. He's then. good with That's it. That's acceptable. 
We actually got him a sign that says "Welcome to the Shire" for his office. Oh. <laughs> yeah. If somebody is self-deprecating and they open the door, that's different, right? Uh, we probably started it, but he did. He did join in. <laughs> well, let's just hope he doesn't end it because of you guys. No, no, he's good. <laughs> Here's here's the thing. I think we've discussed this already on this podcast, but at work, our culture and our, our guys up there are all kind of interested in the same things. We have the same, right. you know, whatever. We kind of hang out, uh, most of us Sounds outside like of work. working environment. Yeah, it's not. Um, we <laughs> but that's good as well. Um, so, um, I forgot what it was. Oh, if, if we're not making fun of you, yeah. Pre- be prepared. You're about to get fucking terminated. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, if they're, they're, they're doing away with those cultures, though. I know. That's terrible. That's terrible. I, dude, I, so I was, like, talking, um, I was talking to some of my friends who, and, and actually my brother, too, that have authority in their jobs, in their positions. And I just said, I don't know how you guys do it. It's fucking impossible. Oh yeah, dude, I couldn't have a real job. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be fired within five minutes. Oh, pff, easy. Yeah, same here. I was a walking HR nightmare in you know 2005, let alone 2021. No. <laughs> Cow, do you um, do you have people that work under you? Not right now, which is great. <clears throat> okay, but you did at your previous position. Yeah, plenty. Okay, what and how long, how many, like, what was your, what year was the first year you had people start working under you, and the last year was what, 2019 or 2020 when you left that job? I probably managed people for like nine years. Nine years, okay. Uh, and, and lots of people. Okay, so what... And Drew, you you've been managing people under you for what three four years? Yeah. Okay. So what changes have you guys seen over that time, and has it become more difficult to discipline or uh, uh, whatever over the past decade? Basically, I guess. Cow, it's going to be much different for you. I feel. It's not. I mean, actual change is almost none. Um, mm-hmm. Like <laughs> the idea that that people should be able to be people in your workplace without being harassed or any of that kind of stuff, right? That's not mm-hmm. any different than it was. Um, sure. Yeah. yeah termination you know. laws aren't any different than they were. Like, there's nothing that's actually changed in a meaningful way. <laughs> Okay. I was just going to say to 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 stack on my previous uh just our our culture of our company is different. <laughs> okay. So if if you don't fit in with our group um you probably won't make it long. Um and that that doesn't have to be you like cigars and guns and uh, beer what i don't know whatever but um everyone at our Tulsa office and and i'm just 
excluding everywhere else because I don't work the other places much at all. Everyone at our our, our Tulsa office is trying to not be the slacker. So uh, that's more what I'm talking about. Yeah. Nobody wants to be the weak link. So everybody's trying to outwork everybody else. And everybody, I mean, something's got to be done. Everybody's like wanting to come in early and knock stuff out or stay late or work through some lunch or whatever's got to be done. Nobody up there wants to be the weak link. Mm -hmm. And if we get a new guy and he doesn't have that same work ethic... you're getting weeded out real fast. Right. I'm glad that's where it went. (laughs) Because what you're saying... And if you don't like guns and cigars, you're you're definitely... No. (laughs) Well, look, man. Hey, look. I... So I don't drink, obviously, right? And I never enjoyed going to bars and being around my coworkers getting hammered because the likelihood that they might say something to me or get some into something. And I just didn't want to be around it. Right. Like alcohol yeah. is a weird way of changing people, obviously. And, um, and I never enjoyed partaking in that stuff. And so like, instead of going to happy hour, I'd rather just go to the gym or go home or, or whatever. And especially when I was studying for like the CPA exam, the last thing I want, you know, I had to get home to study, but that stuff absolutely does not that does work against you at least it used to i don't know if things have changed now but if you don't partake in like those extracurriculars or whatever with your colleagues and coworkers, you're gonna hurt yourself no matter how good you are at your job yeah you need some way to get noticed and that can be one yeah. way potentially uh for some people at least depending on your company mm-hmm. i had the nice advantage of where i where i was managing people you, you really weren't supposed to be drinking with people that you managed. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, sweet. I don't have to hang out. No, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the right policy, right? It just frankly is. You shouldn't be doing that at a, a, a large company at least. So I, I see this headline the other day. There was, I don't know, one of the financial websites and, and there was a, a whistleblower or a couple whistleblowers of this, um, investment bank for like an abrasive uh, environment, right? Which you know, like you're, and it and it kind of got to me like, dude, you don't go hang out with lions and expect them to be vegetarians, right? What kind of environment was it though? Well, you, look, man, you know if you fuck up. Somebody should be able to tell you you fucked up, and they don't necessarily have to be nice about it. No, that's not, the, yeah. that's not the same thing as an abrasive environment, though. Abrasive, okay. So it wasn't like sexual related or, you know, whatever, as far as this article was. This was just like the dudes were assholes, right? But, dude, that's just part of that world. Like, you're not working in the monastery. You're working in a highly emotional thing. Um, you work at a law firm. You work at a, a you know, some, like an accounting firm during busy season. You work at a logistics company or, or whatever. It doesn't matter. Or, you know, you're an IT guy and you got a big fucking thing to finish. Their emotions are going to be running high. Like, you can't just constantly, like, uh, what's the word, silence yourself, or, or shit's going to happen. I mean, people need to be forgiving of one another, too. I think that's a 
a big thing that's missing. No one's going to be perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't feel like you win a lawsuit, though, if the problem is that they weren't perfect, right? No, you win a lawsuit the if they were gigantic the assholes. Yeah. There's a line there somewhere, right? Like, you still need to be able to to have an environment where people can express themselves. Dude, I had, I had a, a director that, you know what, man, if you screwed up, you were going to hear about it. And that was it. And then he was just one of those guys, man. And two minutes later, he would forget about it and be like, all right, yeah, let's get shit done, man. You hungry? Let's go to lunch. And that was it. I, I take that over a backsnapping, like, snake type any day of the week that, like, smiles in your face and, yep. and whatever. 100%. Absolutely. So. We lose Cal again. He's talking away and we can't hear him. <laughs> no, I'm just chilling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just don't think what you're describing is like a hostile work environment. I think that's different. But so. dude, for a lot of these people, it is. Yeah, a lot like of people the things that, Like, man, if somebody's not getting such harassed somebody's not being you know facing racial discrimination you know outside of that type of stuff people need to be able to express themselves still you know and and it's not always going to be pretty you know but that i think i guess my point is any high performing culture is going to have emotions that run high sometimes and then people are going to say things and, and that's just it. Yeah. That's, that's a little bit different than I, guess I, I absolutely subscribe to the no assholes rule. Mm-hmm. If you are an asshole all the time, I don't care mm-hmm. how good you are. You should not work where I work. Oh dude. I you don't have that. a place in the company. Right? Absolutely. That's not to say that somebody can't be an asshole sometimes or sure. you know, get pissed off or whatever. I mean, everybody has their moments. Shit happens. Yeah. But those kinds of people that are assholes are the ones that drive that sort of like mm-hmm. where people don't want to come to work or it feels mm-hmm. like a hostile work environment, that kind of stuff. Right. So those are the ones I don't have any sympathy for because you're just an asshole. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I do think HR should fire those people because they're assholes. Yeah. I've always been fascinated by the types of people that get elevated in corporate environments. It's weird. Always been fascinated. Yep. Yep. So, anyway. What else we got? Anyway. In the cigar industry, it's a little bit different, you know. Yeah, I imagine some of those work environments. I, I imagine that runs the whole gamut, though, right? Oh, From absolutely. Like a, like a tiny little little boutique company where it's just one person you do whatever the fuck you want. Right. But even if you get two or three people, you could be pretty fucking crazy all the way up to like general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, like for example, okay. So I use brokers, so nobody necessarily works for patina. Right. So I don't have that dynamic where somebody works for patina per se right but i do envision like you know man if you grow and you're able to hire people 
what kind of workforce do you want? You know, what kind of what kind of team do you want to build? Um, what are some of the challenges that they might face uh, where where you may have to step in, right? Um, depending. So, I don't know. That's just things to think about. Like, those bigger companies definitely have uh, a whole slew of issues that they probably face that I don't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Dealing with people's a mess. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, dude, like, think about it. If you're, if you're, you know, Drew Estate or whatever, or, or General, and and you got a rep that, man, there's just this area where they go into the shops and they get fucking harassed or they get shit talked to them or they whatever. You know, how do you deal with that? How do you protect your employee without pissing off your retailer, your customer? It's a weird dynamic. I mean, like, I never really thought about that that much because it. But now talking about this, that's got to be a weird dynamic, man. How do you deal with that? If it happens, I don't even know. Yeah, I was going to say, does that happen much? Maybe it does. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's always tougher when the bullshit comes from a client instead of an internal person, no matter what you're doing. Sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, that's a really good point right there. It makes a big difference. Because if the customer comes and says, hey, man, every time your rep comes into the shop, he's disruptive, can't hold his liquor, starts handing out free cigars, people aren't buying anything, that's an easy fix, right? You just go to your rep and you say either cut the shit or you're done, and it's not that difficult, but... If your rep is coming to you saying, hey, man, every time I go into this shop, this guy's an asshole. He says some really fucked up shit to me. You know, that's a whole different ball game, Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to deal with an asshole customer. That's just mm-hmm. <laughs> just the world, right? Like, no, yeah. that describes all of retail and probably most of sales. Yeah. I don't know, man. Let's see. Who knows now? <laughs> Drew, you don't do sales, do you really? Um, sure. Everyone. <laughs> what does that mean? Everyone's yeah. a salesman about my company. <laughs> Everyone. Uh, No, not directly, but... I mean, occasionally I'll answer the phones or I will, um, somebody's picking something up and I can get them something else that they actually need. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, no, boys. Mo doesn't know. Mo don't know. We need to have a guest on soon. We should get somebody on. Yeah. We haven't done a guest in a while. Does Danny qualify as a guest now? He's he's a big shot. I don't know. When the the Voyage releases, yes, I think he'll be. (laughs) He'll be considered a guest. With the pirate hats. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Man, those guest episodes. So, so having a guest on a podcast is an interesting thing, right? Yeah. For people who haven't done a podcast, I think it's it's worth worth a quick discussion of this. There's a lot of things that could go really well, or a lot of things that could go really shitty. Um, and especially with a cigar podcast, some of these people you know already, and other ones you don't. Right? You've never heard of this person, except like you you know who they are, right? They probably never heard mm-hmm. of you. Um, yeah, so I remember Pete Johnson. Right, like, <laughs> and he was awesome. He was a great guest. Um, oh, he was awesome. But he didn't he did realize, I think, that I was in the industry. <laughs> well, <laughs> you have these things, right? But yeah. so, so it's it's interesting in a couple of ways because first, it's a mm-hmm. it's a scheduling pain in the ass a lot of the time, right? right. And, yeah. And I think we've gotten around that because I think we just say this is the fucking time it is. This is it. <laughs> do, do it or what, don't do it. What do you mean? Uh, like if you talk to people who do podcasts that schedule around their guests, it's yeah, awful, yeah, yeah. absolute pain in the ass. Right. But we just, we just do our Mondays at eight. So mm-hmm. it's easier for us. Um, so there's the scheduling of it. There's the planning, the conversation, right? So you have to figure out what they might want to talk about. That's different from what everybody else has talked about. Sure. Uh, but also close enough, like similar enough that somebody who doesn't know this person is going to get a sense of who they are right. and they get to yeah. tell their story, which they've told a thousand fucking times. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of walk that balance and then you get the chemistry question of like, is this actually going to go well or is it going to feel, is it going to feel like a conversation or is it going to feel like an interview? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Which evolves over time, but you can tell, like, I'm sure you guys can think of this where you've had a guest on and, and like within five or 10 minutes, you're just like, how fucking long is this going to be? Oh, we have oh, way back. You, yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh my god. Man. That was brutal. Yeah. yeah. I forget how long we've been doing this, but for for those of you that have some time, you should go back and listen to some of those guys <laughs> that we've had on. I mean, it is Yeah. Pretty terrible. But I, <laughs> but, but I Cow, to your to your um, point, um, I think that even though we don't do it very, very often, our podcast where we've had guests have just been free flowing. I mean, all of them that have come on have said, "Hey, man, thanks for ha- I really enjoyed this. It wasn't like an interview; it was just like bullshitting and whatever." And I always felt like we did a really good job in the in the instances where we did have guests on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they can be some of the best episodes by far. Yeah. They can also be some of the most annoying episodes by far. Yeah. Do you have an example? Not that I'm going to name, but... No, like on our podcast, you mean, or something that you've listened to? Oh, both. Oh, okay. All of them. All, right, yeah, All of them. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's make or break for that week, right? Is that guest interesting? Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's that's really neither here nor there. But we haven't really talked about that before, so I figured I'd at least throw it out there. Oh, I I think that's absolutely. Have you guys listened to podcasts too, where you'll you'll listen to them every week, and then you see a certain person's on, and you're just like, next week I'll catch them next week. <laughs> um, not necessarily with podcasts, but definitely like if I'm driving and I'm listening to sports talk radio and they're like, oh, yeah, so and so is going to be joining us from, you know, some media outlet or a player or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I'm not, I can't stand that guy. 
Yeah, I get it. Is that kind of similar to what you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, it gets people to change the channel away from you, but rarely gets people to, to change the channel to you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but if you don't know how those people are going to be, how do you... You're going to have some, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. I'm not trying to say the whole experience is shitty or anything. That's that's not my point no. at all. It's just weird. Hmm. So if yeah, people want guests, who do you want to hear? Who should come on? Let us know. We'll ask them and they'll tell us no. And yeah. some of them might say yes. Yeah. It's actually weird in the cigar space because almost everybody says yes. Yeah, I mean, there's not going to be, especially now, man. I don't think there's too many guys that are going to, or women that are going to want to, like, give up an opportunity to reach an audience. Even our 10 listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're 20, aren't they? 20. If all 40 of our listeners yeah. buy something, <laughs> uh, then we're, we're ahead of the influencers. That's right. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, you know, actually, I wanted to have Costa on from Smoke Manny to kind of talk about the pandemic and shutdowns and stuff like that from a retailer perspective and, and kind of coming out of that and what that looks like. Because Philly was one of the more restrictive uh, places in the country. So there's a deeper effect. You just got to ask him or something? I I did. He said he would come on. I just haven't given him an exact day. Hmm. Monday at 8. <laughs> Pick yeah. one. Central. Jump on. Yeah. Uh, maybe next week. But yeah, like if there's somebody from the cigar industry that you guys would love to, for us to have on and, Whatever, let us know. Yeah, who do you think would be fun? And not just like, oh, yeah, I get this person. Like somebody that would mesh well with us, yeah. too. Like, you know. So. Who wouldn't mesh well with us, though? Come on now. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, that, that one we had years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? I'm not going to say, but the one we were just oh. speaking of. Well, there was a couple of them, man, that were just brutal. Yeah. Yeah. You know who we need to have on again, though? Dave West. LCCJ. Yeah, Dave West, absolutely, when he's ready. Uh, but Brad. We need Brad on. Never had him in a while. <laughs> he's a good dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, Brad. Brad. Wild. I love when he starts trolling people. <laughs> we should we should bring on like different guests too. Like we should do like VQ and uh Yeah. Marty Pape, you know. Moto Guzzi. I think I said that wrong, but 
Oh, well. G-Fizzle. <laughs> the G-Fizz. The patina influencers. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I made Sam's socks. Patina, you made those socks with uh, him smoking a patina. Those are cool get, socks. They're not uh, not going to lie. Those are pretty badass. Socks. Well, I didn't. I didn't see the socks. Posted some. Uh, I don't. know, I guess there's these sock wars that those guys have. VQ and Baxter and you know Joe Baxter and uh, Fizzle and somebody else I don't know. But yeah. When did you post the socks? I didn't post it. Fizzle did. Oh, he got your socks. Well, he didn't get, get my socks. He made socks of him smoking a cigar, and the cigar happened to be Patina. Patina. Following you now. Kyle, do a blind review this week? Yes, sir. Every week. Did you do it yet? Yeah, I already did. It was warm the other day. Not right, nice socks. Yeah. It's pretty fucking cool, right? Did you take that on a Nokia yeah. flip phone? Cool. <laughs> I didn't take it. <laughs> it's a tiny photo. Who who did them? He needs to get us a better photo. Fizzle. Fizzle. I'll message him. I'm thinking about going back to flip phone. <laughs> Do they have them? Yeah, absolutely. No, really? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? I got them. Yeah. Yeah. For I just what find purpose? myself spending. I find myself spending too much time on my screen, bro. You know. It would take you even it's longer to look at the same shit on your little flip phone screen. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. No, I'm saying I wouldn't spend as much time on the phone. Just go to the computer instead. Yeah. Well, it's probably better. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Doesn't change anything. Not, not no, but. I don't know. No, I would still keep the smartphone, but like that'd be like, you know. God, I just aged myself, didn't I? I called it a smartphone. Would people even call it that anymore? <laughs> it's just a phone. Just a phone. <laughs> I do want to say thank you, though, man. They're, they're, what's that? Go ahead, Kyle. No, it's all you. No, I was going to say, man, I, I appreciate all the you know guys and girls that post patina. Um you know, a lot of people that listen to our podcast that, that smoke a lot of patina, I, I appreciate that. That's awesome. So thank you. Thank you. The yeah, problem is you made good cigars. Yeah, I just, just need a, we just need like, you know, we need it to be cool. You know what I mean? To smoke patina. But we're we on the definitely right definitely come to the right place. You better believe We'll make it, it cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're really good yeah. at making things cool. We we got we gotta get in the rotations of some of those real the big time influencers. 
You better be ready to send them one cigar so that they can put it in their picture. Buy it like everybody else. Don't do that. <laughs> do it. You'll never get the influencers then. I'm okay with that. I'd rather have the genuine article. These people, like these guys that post, they can smoke whatever they want. Some of them work at cigar shops. So whatever the fuck they want. They smoke patina. That's genuine. Take that any day of the week. You know? That's how you know you made it. That's what it's about, baby. That is what it's about. In a world of bullshit, be the bull, not the shit. Right, (laughs) Bring the bull. Don't don't be the bull. Bring the Uh, bull. (laughs) Dish it up to everybody else. Well, 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 next week, yes, sir. Maybe a guest, maybe not. <laughs> Never know. Maybe a uh, guest, maybe a good story about work, maybe not. Oh, I can't wait, dude. It's pretty good. The best. It's gonna lead Person to some other. Should be our guest. No. <laughs> Dude, that, that story about taking the ordering the food to go off of that that company dinner that that's solid. Yeah, this probably doesn't top yeah. that, but it's pretty good. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Next week. All right. See you guys. Later. Cheers, gentlemen. Later, guys. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's uh, episode of the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Make sure you guys are checking us out on Instagram, Facebook, uh, direct message us, um, email the Sultans of Smoke at gmail.com if you got any questions, comments for the show. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks.